Welcome. Go home heat. A wrestling podcast. AEW Dynamite is what we're going to talk about. We're talking about Impact and a little bit of New Japan is going to bleed in. Yeah. At the end just, of... Just because everything is kind of bleeding over at the edges. Right. At the end of Slammiversary, Jay White showed up. Everybody assumed that maybe this would mean Jay White was going to be going head-to-head with Kenny because they had a little interaction there. But then Jay White shows up on Impact and clarifies he wants to take on Finley. But while we're here, let's... Okay, first of all, Jay is recruiting Chris Bay during the episode, yes. and which is great. great. We love we love Chris Bay here on the pod, and also he wanted to talk to the biggest Bullet Club fans there are, which would be the elite who were yes. at one time Bullet Club members and can't seem to stop behaving as if they still are, throwing around two sweets as if it's 2013. I love that. Jay just goes out there and kills it. You Jay know was I mean? great. Yeah, uh, Callus calling him kid was good when he, when they come out to retort. Callus saying, you know, you you even got the promos now, down now too, kid. I heard you out here talking earlier. That was well done, of course. Jay fires back with the last time I wrestled your wrestling god, I won. Great. Kenny's got to think it over. Uh, with his head wrapped as if he had... <laughs> I don't know what exactly happened where he got... I don't remember him getting like well, hit. He, yeah, it was supposed to be following the Sammy Callahan match. Where, oh, okay. And I assume they taped it right after because if you heard, Gallo said, you've had a rough night ah, to yeah. him, which was probably a slip because he's not thinking that, oh yeah, this is going to be aired two days from now or whatever. Um, Then... Which would be kind of cool to go see a taping of uh, pay-per-view a pay-per-view and then, the, and then the following yeah. the... Because the, the episode after is always cool, too, you know? Um, I apologize. I lost my train of thought there. Uh, the Good Brothers can throw me off on my trains of thought sometimes. Yeah. This was one of their better segments, though. They come down and, and, and Kenny and, and Gallows or Dangly, Sir Dangles, whatever yes. he calls himself, they come down and... They enter the ring as Kenny goes away because he has been uh, defeated on the mic, it seems. And or at least is willing to allow that illusion to exist. They want to know when Jay White is going to send them the thank you note because they owe him a thanks. They brag about the size of their homes. They say that Jay has a nice starter home in Tampa from what they understand and that due to them, they get to have a living wage in New Japan at this point. And then, of course, post this, they come in, Jay winds up letting Anderson know, you know, you peaked when you lost in the G1 final. And... You haven't watched that, by the way. It's it's really, really good. We've seen, we watched it together. Really good match. Okada uh, versus Carl Anderson, 2012 G1 Climax. Right. And you guys wish you were me, that kind of thing. They winds up being fisticuffs. Chris Bay, who had, fir- had first turned him down because he walks alone and then Jay was like well how's that working for you walking alone because you haven't won anything as a walk aloneer Chris Bay comes out saves our boy Jay we now have a new Bullet Club member and we now have Gallows and Anderson furious backstage and they give us another promo which leads us to a match next week which, which will interact Finn Juice come out and they have a match as well yes with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton mm-hmm. which 
kind of disappointed that Ace Austin isn't really doing a whole lot. Yeah, you have a new ta- the the women's champion Diana Praza will wind up doing a power pay per view as she will represent Impact in a all women's, which I think is dope. I think it's called Empower, which is kind of a cool name for the pay per view. So I think that's what they said they're going to call it, Empower. Empower. Right. I like that. Right. And so we wind up uh, as. Mickey James is putting together a roster for this pay-per-view. Gail Kim convinces Perazzo to represent the company on this. Then the women's division also has new champions as Kiara Hogan ru- rumored to be leaving and Tasha Steeles lose the belts to what was it Matt Stryker called them? Originals? Originals? Or for, for who? What did he call? Rosemary and Havoc? Yeah. There was some kind of way he alluded to we're ending the show with actual impact. Oh, like homegrown talent. Homegrown talent. Which, I I mean, I kind of stopped watching Impact because they shifted the focus away from a lot of those things. Yes. Again, uh, this is the first time I've watched it in a while. And seeing Ace Austin not really doing a whole lot when I think that dude is, is like, could have been their next big thing and still could at any moment. Right. If they want to, if they want to pull the trigger on him, he could be the next big thing. Right. You You have these. To your point, we, we watched Bay wrestle, um, which Bay is going to get to do big things, obviously, as he's going to yeah. Bullet Club. Now, whether he does them here or in Japan Please. remains to be seen. Who, who, uh, who he fought right, Raju, Raju mm-hmm. right, early on. You have uh, Ace. Okay, those are three really good wrestlers, and yet Saban is the one in the program with Moose. Uh, Myers and Woo 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 are Cardona, yeah. freaking <laughs> a big part of the show. You know, you have Rhino in this faction with Doring. And so you, you, you're watching, and you're like, if you were watching the show pre, two big watershed moments happened pretty quickly in the recent memory. One was when they signed a bunch of WWE talent after a mm-hmm. r- round of cuts, Deanna Prazo being one of them. And then two was the merger or the, the invisible wall being broken down and all these people moving in and out freely to wrestle in these companies. Which I do think is, is cool. Correct, but what has happened? One of the offshoot. Every thing has a butterfly effect. Yes, and the butterfly butterfly effect for impact has been some of these guys that we've really seen. Because like you can almost say like, where's Trey Miguel? Like, how lucky was MSK? They went to NXT. They're the they're champs ta- over yeah, there. What, what would they be doing if they were here? Probably nothing. Is the unfortunate part. getting pinned by the Good Brothers, then getting pinned by Finn Juice, then getting pinned by. If they're lucky to get pinned by somebody in their own company, if not, you know, so it, it is tricky because you do have this slew. And that's one thing that will we'll transition into the AEW show. They're having to run a fine line of, you know, like I, I read a thing earlier, a guy I follow a lot on Twitter. Um, he, he, he's, he said, I'm talking to my nephew. His favorite uh, company is AEW. He's worried because if you bring in Punk, if you bring in Brian, you just brought in Christian, you got Matt Hardy, you got all of a sudden these original guys that were there at the first pay per view. What are we doing? Like, uh, is Hangman still going to be the future? If we've if been he, pushing for yeah. it, it feels like Hangman wins this belt, right? Over Omega. And we've been pushing for that. I think we all want that. It's a little tricky, though, now. But then what happens after? 
Right. Does he was it was the plan he gets it for a year and now is he gonna lose it to Daniel? Is he gonna lose it to Punk? Is he gonna lose it to Andrade? Uh, Andrade and he Top of the card. Tommy End. Top or, of the card. I mean, I will say, uh, as of so far, they've done a good job. They've done a good job. Absolutely. So I, I don't necessarily want want to. Is it fair to worry about booking decisions we haven't seen yet? Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. But I, I do think the top of the card will be quite heavy. And I, I've spoken at length that I think AEW has a really solid like mid card. Right. I, I like a lot of those guys. I found them to be entertaining. Uh, right. In more ways than just wrestling, if that makes you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're funny. They're entertaining. I like pretty Peter Avalon stuff like that. The Wingman. I like all that stuff. So I'm not gonna like. But again, it's it's getting packed at the top of the card. Well, I mean, think about it. You you've got hour and a half segments of dark. You know where absolutely, and they're getting a second show. Kenny says he wants more women's wrestling on the show. I hope he gets it. I hope it that's that's what happens. I'd like to see those women more. I'd like to see them more on Dynamite. Now, on this show, what did we get? One women's match? Very little promo? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was a little little disappointing. Let's start out. We get Jericho Spears, MJF on commentary. I Uh, thought MJF was great on commentary, by the way. He was? Again, I I don't think I've ever seen, even with, like, heel commentators or, like, heel wrestlers commentating, I don't think I've ever seen, like, that openly hostile. (laughs) Right. The commentators well, just hate that dude, rightly so. Well, his hostility to like to your point, you may hear a heel being hostile to what's going on in the ring. Yes. You don't all you don't often hear I'm gonna have a problem with the play by play guy and I'm gonna have a problem with the color announcers. We're gonna go back and forth with each other yeah. all the time. Like yeah. you might have the announcer kind of being a little bit uh disingenuous in compliments towards yes. heel which is cool too but this was blatantly obvious you're a dirtball i hate you right that kind of thing tony tony shivani almost calls him a, a bag of bag yeah of crap right 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 which is great the match you, itself was pretty good it was okay yeah i'm not gonna okay. say it's great but yeah it's Every, fine. everybody kind of marked out for uh jericho doing the conrada i which i I, Conrada. I did too it's, you know what i thought that's crazy though? you know what, what i thought about that? okay i'm not knocking it because it was cool mm-hmm. But the only move Steiner did when he got late in his career and he became the guy that couldn't really move anymore was that one. Because you can climb up, you get on his shoulder. Because it used to be he did that move, standing, jump onto the guy's shoulders, and then Conrada. Oh, yeah, because he was a, a freak. He was, Yes. People forget that Scott Steiner, before he was Big pop famous pop. and popular, he was the he was one animal. of – I thought he was about – like in that day, because I'm young um, – old enough to have been young when that was going on and remembered i thought he was about to be the best wrestler in the world Take out. like he was approaching he was already probably the best like amateur wrestler in wrestling at that moment in time and yet he was getting these pro style moves and had seen a couple luchador moves here and there and wrestled around a little bit and he kind of started picking up these other things it was like there's nothing he can't do and no. then he just fell in love with weightlifting i think he had a, an ankle injury too that, yeah that, that, that cost him but i'm not sure cart horse whether well, the ankle injury was before, yeah, that, yeah, the uh, the high carbs allowed him to build up that much size. But he would do that because you can get up on his shoulders and then you fall back. And gravity takes care of it. Now that being said, it is a hard. I I I can't do that. No, and a lot of wrestlers don't do that. And there's a reason for that. And you have to have a lot of trust with the guy with you. And Jericho getting up there and doing it was was impressive. Uh, Jericho was gassed this match, by the way. 
Well, it was a, it was a multiple segment. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. match. You yeah, know? absolutely. A lot of guys would have been gassed. Jericho, uh, Jerry, dude, Jerry, you could tell Jericho was so hyped after the Rana. Yeah, the Stein, uh, the Frankensteiner, or no, it was it was a Hurricane Rana. It, uh, they called it uh, Avalanche Rana. Yes, which is a good. Call. I believe the Frankensteiner is where you're like flipped, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Um, but you could tell he was hyped. He was ready. He literally jumps up and he's just like getting the crowd to just, you know, go crazy, which it worked. And of course he wins this match in spite of the stip where he couldn't use a chair. And that turns into, he hits the Judas effect, but that turns into an, an announcement by MJF that he will be facing Nick freaking Gage. A guy you, you like a lot. Yeah. They have watched, not, I haven't watched much of his matches, but I, I love the, the aura surrounding him a lot. Right. He's violent, very violent man. He's, yes. He's the one who, now, I'm not being derogatory. This was MJF's in, intro for yeah. him was he jabbed a man with a, in the jugular with a bottle during a match. That was David Arquette. He died for eight minutes, he said. Yeah, he, get, he got stabbed, like, underneath his armpit, and he, like... We saw that in a... Yeah. It was Vice? Is that Vice? Yeah, yeah the, 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 the Vice uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Just the whole episode on Nick Gage was crazy. That dude's wild. And then he's, he's literally bleeding to death. Yes. And he's like, let me get back in the ring. Right. Then he says something that awed me. He looks at the camera and says, robbed a bank without a mask, as if that was smart. <laughs> I think I think the, the implication was that it was crazy. Yes. It was a crazy thing. And dumb. And dumb. <laughs> now Chris Jericho is going to have to face Nick Gage on TNT. Right. Imagine telling someone, like a CZW fan, six years ago. Yeah. That Nick Gage would be fighting Chris Jericho on TNT. Imagine telling one a year last yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> You're so right. You're you know so, what I mean? Nobody thought that was Everything's different. Right. Correct. Kazarian versus Doc Gallows is next. I didn't watch this. Okay, well, <laughs> I just watched it thinking I felt bad for Frankie. Yeah, you know, having to deal with. I this. feel like he should he should be, look, give him Anderson. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I talk Gallows, and Anderson winds up cheating, and uh, Gallows goes over. So, whack. Oh well. Now, Kenny Omega with Don talking. Uh, Kenny supposedly kind of on purpose flubs his line, and Don kind of helps out there. Um, all this spins into a hangman segment yeah. where they um, start inquiring as to whether or not hangman is that stupid or just that drunk and it turns you know they, they, they ha- hammer him the way they have been which turns into them trying to jump him and then the dark order comes down buckshot lariat clears the ring you know the I've Setting I'm, up the match next week. Yes, which I'm extremely excited for. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do anything because Kenny left the belt. I'm surprised they didn't have like a moment with the belt. I don't know if that was just like unintentional. He like he didn't hand the belt, hold the belt high. Yeah, like we've or, seen it a thousand times. Or before, lay it right? down and say, "Come get it." Yeah, that kind of. I'm thing. surprised there wasn't a moment. Kenny may have like legit dropped it or something. You know what I mean? But I, I, it's fine either way. It yeah. also. If, if you frame it that way, it also makes it seem way more personal. Like, it's not just about the belt. It's about Hangman and Kenny. And it hasn't felt about the belt. It no. has very much felt about 
The belt a has redemption been, story for yes. the belt. Uh, a validation has, story for Hangman. Yes, uh, I feel like the belt is part of it in that that's Hangman's greatest failure, right? Right. When he choked and couldn't beat Jericho. Right. Right. Now, FTW is going to have a Ricky Stark <laughs> celebration to which Brian Cage will be probably crashing. That is the next segment. Wheeler Uto versus Darby in what I thought was a strong performance by both. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. The Sting Orange Cassidy dance-off thing. Yes. It was a kid and play dance. If you're old enough to type in kid and play dance, kids, check that out. He does do the kick to the shin, kick to the shin. Oh, super kick, when super st- kick. I, I didn't necessarily love it until Sting did the beat on his chest. Well, like the wimpy little scream. beat on his chest. Incredible. So good. 10 out of good. 10 segment. 10 out of 10. So who knew? Who knew I needed I didn't know I needed it until the moment he went gorilla slam on his chest. I thought it was so funny. Barely moving his hands. I thought it was perfect. so funny. Well and, done. And the match itself, I really liked a lot of their like grappling. Like yes. when they were when they were pinning each other in like crucifix pins and roll ups and such, it was really good. I like Uto a lot. He he has been very impressive. Again, I had seen him a little bit on New Japan Strong, but his his performances the last two weeks have been awesome. They got to be signing him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's no there's no world in which they feature that dude every week and then don't sign him. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> they go out there and have a banger with Sammy, and then go out there and have a banger with Darby. Right, and they put him in there with Sammy and Darby. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, so I mean, who's next week? Freaking Kenny, literally. Yeah, you know? sure. right, right, right. Um, Mox and, and uh, Archer have a little dueling promo segment, which was fine—a hype video. How do you say Hikulu? Hikulu. Uh, Hikuleo. Hikuleo. Now Hikuleo. he is the the son of Haku, brother to Tongaloa and Tamatanga. Son of Haku, brother of yes. God. God. He is Bullet Club. He is Bullet Club. He's quite tall. Hereditary. Yeah. By blood, Bullet Club. <laughs> by by blood. Oh, I thought you meant by blood tall. And I was like, I've seen Haku. He ain't that. He's, he's a big kid, though. He's yeah. a big kid. He's, Later yeah, on, he tall. gets out of album. But they show him, and he, he gets the winner of this Archer Mox match coming up later tonight. Yes. He is having a match for the U.S. belt. Which explains everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rebel, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. Mrs. Guerrero outside. Some call her Vicky. <laughs> Imagine her friends. I'd call her Miss Guerrero, though. Right. This was not as good as I had hoped it would be. No. It, to some degree, it reminded me of the old Britt Baker matches. I know. I, I thought that during it. I was so, I was like, no. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Well, like they, They've had better Nyla's matches. Ru- it's, it's Nyla, for one, it's hard to chain wrestler. Yeah. And it's also, you can't throw her around. So unless she's on offense, it doesn't look that great. And then some of her offense entails like, I, I hate the move. The where drape over the rope. Yeah, it's. I it's, hate that. Move. It's too much. They put them open, and by the time I get climbed up to the top, it, the, it takes that, a while too. And that was two different because they did it twice. Once it didn't work. Once it did. So that was two different segments that just kind of brought the thing to a stop. Just yeah, for me as, a, as an appearance. No, I agree. Uh, but of course, Britt winds up going over. She did tough it out. It works out good for her. Um, I, I couldn't help myself. That supposedly she. Uh, she's in a cast, but she intends to work anyway. Um, it just reminded me that maybe Britt, because Britt was in a thing with her before, so maybe part of Britt's problem wasn't Britt before. Because it just seems like it's kind of, 
I mean, how many people have you seen really get something out of Nyla? That what's Rio? Yeah, Rio. But the whole story of that match was that, I mean, yeah, was it, Re, was yeah. Rio getting beat up? Yeah, it it's, played to Nyla's strengths. Right, and I think right now with Nyla, until she works, it's just hard for somebody that's big to look like they're getting beat up. Yeah, and and the people that can do that, their matches become epic. Yes, you know what yes, I mean. Yes, but it's 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 very difficult. Right, not everybody does it. You know what I mean, and and but she, she's still you know, really you know the the whole company's only two years old. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. It's the, 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 this is not a I don't take anything from this other than I didn't enjoy this match as much as I, as I hoped I, I would. Correct. I was looking forward to it and it was over. I was I, I was like, like eh. I was like oh that wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, press conference fight for the fall FTR Santana Ortiz Santana does a FTR does a little thing. Here's the thing about this one for me is. I believe FTR are very good talkers, mm-hmm. especially Drax, Dax, Drax, whatever. Uh, I think Santana's a really good talker. So I would have liked more back and forth than what you were saying was the way it was edited. We kind of only got a couple of words out of him and then the story by Santana about how rough it was for him growing up. That was about it. And I could have used more Drax, which would have given us more interaction back and forth. Yeah, I don't know. This, this segment just, it didn't, I don't think it strengthened the feud much more. It, yeah, right. To like, me, I, it know, I know those dudes hate each other. Right. I know those dudes hate each other. Right, and they, and, and they have been painting themselves of two sides of the same coin. Yes. Which works, and this should be fantastic when they Absolutely. when they ring the bell. And the other promos were pretty, you know, like just this one was just it, again, kind of the same thing as sh- it didn't feel like they got much out of the actual segment. Like, again, when I was talking about the way they edited it, they just kind of cut away from stuff. It seemed like they trimmed the segment down a lot, but it also didn't seem like there was much there. Right. So, I don't know. It was, it you was want odd. the Snyder Cut? I do not want the Snyder Cut. Of it's this pro- interview? It's probably boring. Oh, shucks. Okay, Andrade comes out. And he brings out his biggest surprise. Ooh, Chavo. Yes, sir. Chavo Guerrero comes out. And now we have the opportunity to reunite probably the greatest tandem in pro wrestling history. Yes. Jack Swagger and his Soaring Eagle. Yes. Because Chavo was the Soaring Eagle. Yes. Jack Hager. Huh? And maybe we could get, if we could get a Pepe... As as Chavo like, rides his wooden horse around, suit. I'd like a Pepe appearance. Yes, yes. There was a Pepe, the dog or pig in the crowd, which was nice. Yeah, there was a somebody sign. knew there what was, was like going a, on a, for the rest of us. Yeah, who? Yeah, shoot, you know. Yeah, ah, shoot. <laughs> I'm, okay, imagine being that guy, and you just like take a picture of your dog to AEW that says Pepe, and you're like, oh man, I named it after Chavo Guerrero's horse. He's like, yeah, I love Chavo. It's Texas. It's Texas, and then Chavo shows up? Right, right. So we have Andrade, Chavo, and that guy who's like Chavo's business guy that, that guy. accompanies him all no the time. Idea who he is. Then you have the Death Triangle, tri- Death Triangle and what's hey, the? Uh, Alex Abrahantos. The interpreter. Yes. Hype man. <clears throat> because Andrade had kind of called them out the week before, you have back and forth between Pac and, and Andrade. Andrade, um, Andrade, the long and short of it is that Andrade wants to 
recruit Phoenix and Penta. Phoenix returning from injury. Right. He wants to recruit Phoenix and Penta, and Pac's like, whoa. These are my buddies. These, this is family. Nosotros right. familia. Yes. So Pete There's a couple that. words I missed. No, Phoenix said nosotros uh, something, something familia. My Spanish is terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, they said that their family, any of these matches could be match of the year. On any given Wednesday. Right. And Andrade <laughs> basically winds up eventually saying, why do you work for him? Yes. Which is the impression people get whenever whoever's holding the mic is the leader of the faction. Yes. And Andrade which, said, basically he's saying, if you're going to be in a faction where you're not the leader, you should be in mine. And then he goes ahead and lets everybody know, you all basically work for me because I'm the one that matters here. Which was great. It was great. They they head to the ring. You get notes to know Chavo gets... Andrade out of there before anything happens. Can't wait to see where this goes. Can't wait. I would love for us to wind up with... Because those guys don't work... I love them. The Lucha Brothers. They don't work as faces anyway. No. Penta can't be a face. Penta goes around breaking people's arms. Phoenix can be a face all day. Oh, yeah. Penta cannot be a face. No. It doesn't work. His name's Pentagon. That dude's a jerk. Right. Pac doesn't do well as a face. No. So let's just go ahead and flip them, get them with Andrade, and run roughshod. You know, that's what I want. I don't. I don't know how you get Pac to be okay with being second fiddle, right? Unless there was a way to let him be the. I mean, listen. Out of all those guys, he's the guy who is. Uh, his native language is English. Yeah, right. I get it. So I mean, that that's the reason he has the mic most of the time. That's the only reason, right? Right, which is which is which P- Pentagon, I believe, speaks some a degree of English. Phoenix speaks a degree of English. Actually, Phoenix had talked pretty good. Phoenix talks well, but yeah, I don't, I'm not again. I'm not sure. I haven't seen much of Pentagon. Andrade speaking English. Ha- I, I I would assume because Andrade's significant other is Charlotte. Yes, that he communicates well with someone that speaks English. Absolutely, he he speaks well. His his accent is strong, but it's he's he gets it across. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Right. He, um... I did like how much they, they let the dudes speak Spanish. Right. It felt very authentic. I loved... I, I always dig uh, whenever a person gets upset or angry or they need to talk fast, they switch back to their native language. Right. I love that. I think it's dope. Right. And I, uh, I, I love I want to say, that, like, uh, uh, some of the, the Spanish segments got a pop from the crowd. Oddly. Yeah, which well, I, it was Texas. It's yeah, it's it's Texas. It's it's not like that far fetched that a lot of them speak some degree of Spanish. Matt Hardy winds up his and Private Party wind up jumping Marco Stunt, which turns into Christian challenging Private Party plus and Helico and Helico versus Lucha Brothers plus Christian. Yes, can't wait. Quite fun. Should be great. Orange Cassidy versus the Blade. Uh, I thought this was great. Um, you had the bunny tossing the nucks. You had Trist, uh, Chris Statlander pulling her pulling her off the apron from time to time. The, the interaction outside of the ring wasn't too much to take away from what no, they were doing no, inside no, no. the ring. It totally worked in context. Orange winds up flipping the script and getting his orange punch. Yes. One, two, three. W, then he winds up using the brass knuckles. Perfect. Fantastic. And then we get... The main event. The main The Texas event. death match. The rematch from the Tokyo Dome. 
Correct. No rules. Matches with Jericho next week. They announced that again. And we have a Texas death match, as you said. We have Archer versus Mox. Mox comes through the crowd, as he always does. The crowd is crazy for Mox, because they always are. crowd's crazy for Archer, because Archer's a Home Texan down. as well. Uh, the fight was great. Uh, Violent. Archer uses his uncle, probably, and throws him into Moxley during the middle of it. He uses a random fan, supposedly. He's so mad. Which I thought is, I think that's great. Archer gets cut open. They go to the forks. They go to all the spots. We get the finish where Mox winds up being tossed into barbed wire. Therefore, he cannot answer the 10 count. Gets chokeslammed into it. And as we said earlier, who's wrestling next week against Archer for the belt? Kiki Leo. It makes way more sense. Makes sense now that the kid gets the home crowd win. He goes to someplace next week. I think they're in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You want Mox dropping that belt in Cincinnati? No. His hometown? No. That belt's probably going back to Japan next week. Very likely. Or I don't think Hikuleo is going to win, in all honesty. You don't? No. Okay. Hikuleo's still pretty, I'm not going to say green, but he's like, he's real young. He hasn't been wrestling for like that long, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's still real bottom of the card. Which this could be a great opportunity to prove himself, but I don't know. I don't think he's winning. Okay. Okay. I well, think he's gonna get dropped on his on his head. Okay. Not not like literally, but you know what I mean. All right. All right. We'll see what happens in next week. He's got week. them Haku jeans in him though. Right. Are you ready for next week? Absolutely. Okay, good. Dude, yeah. AEW rules. I, I, I wanna just Go ahead, go ahead. The no, world we live in with the wrestling is so exciting and cool. I just I it, it's a dream come true. Right. It's watching AEW feels like a fever dream of just everything I could possibly want. It's it's again, there's some lame stuff that I'm not thrilled about, but sometimes I'll just click in and I'll just see see something. And I'm like, oh my god! I never thought this would happen. This is the good timeline. This this is this is fantastic. I I, I love professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think about that. I think about that like at least once every week when I watch AEW. I'm just like, man, I just the excitement it brings. Anything can happen. The ups, the downs, the stories. It's fantastic. It's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. Absolutely. It's only going to get better. And big news today. Living Color followed AEW on Twitter. It's happening. It is happening. There will be a cult of personality played at the AEW event soon. And then MJF will walk out. That is ultimate. I told you what I wanted. He might literally get shot in in Chicago. (laughs) But you know what I want. <laughs> They'll kill him. I want the swerve where they hit, they break glass over the loudspeakers. And yes. everybody goes, what? And you're dunk. And then they go into Cult of Personality. Yes. Because everything. like, oh my God, the rattlesnake's here. And then MJF comes in. <laughs> and then, and then MJF comes the in. The triple swerve. <laughs> the layers. Break all of the hearts. The layers of this thing. It's an onion out there. Everybody's crying. Okay. For my man Jared, for me, Ray, for... Wait. <laughs> for me, Ray. For me, KP. For Ray, who just jumped in there randomly yeah, I, out of the I, side. I kind of did. He's been taking notes. You're a big Sam Punk fan. Who's not? Yeah, but also... I guess I have really... fans don't deserve CM Punk to come back, all right? Listen, I... <laughs> I don't disagree. Uh, I actually haven't seen that much Punk outside of his, like, most famous moments. Are you a Beta Ray Bill fan? I am a Beta Ray Bill fan. I'm a dude. I'm he a, wrote, I'm he a... wrote one of those comics. I'm a Beta Ray Bill Mark. 
there you go. Well, punk. punk. Those movies, these movies haven't been appealing to me because there's not Beta Ray Bill in them. Thank you, but dude. Beta Ray Bill, God Hunter. You ever read that? Uh uh-uh, uh. It good. ruled, dude, because his world got eaten up by Galactus, right? So he goes around and he can't kill Galactus, so he decides to starve him by destroying all the planets he's gonna feed off of. Oh, it's an it's a real interesting story, man. It really uses Galactus well as like a, a, a force of nature. And he's a horse. And he's a horse. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our friends at the Gin Project. The G I N N Project dot com. Go home, Heat Production, copyright twenty twenty one, and go home.